Hi, everyone. My name is Mike Grauber. I'm one of the investment writers at Julius Baer here in Zurich. On this show, we have Dario Messi from Fixed Income Research. He will comment on their new call to increase exposure to emerging market hard currency bonds. But first, briefly to a market action overview. It was not an economic data release, but downbeat remarks from CEO of major US banks on growth concerns that weighed on investor sentiment. The S&P 500 fell for the second day in a row, down 1.4% yesterday, with only the defensive utility sector ending the day in the green. In company news, Meta fell 6.8% following a report that the EU will target the company's ad model. With risk-off running the show yesterday, Treasuries caught a bid with a 10-year yield holding just above 3.5%. The 2- and 10-year spread is now inverted by more than 80 basis points. In the past, such an inversion indicated a sharp slowdown or even a recession down the road. Demand concerns are also weighing on Brent oil this morning, which fell well below $80 for the first time since January yesterday. Separately, the U.S. Energy Information Administration raised its forecast for U.S. domestic oil production for next year to its highest ever. And major news outlets in the U.S. are projecting that the Democrats will, in fact, expand their lead in the U.S. Senate to 51 seats, as the Democrat Raphael Warnock is seen as winning the runoff election in the state of Georgia. This will be a major win for President Biden. In Asia, the China reopening story continues with the National Health Commission announcing 10 new measures to ease COVID restrictions, including forbidding local officials to designate entire housing compounds as high risk and allowing people to quarantine at home. Chinese equities rose initially on the news, and while airline stocks are still up, the broader market has moved lower. Weighing on China equities is the poor performance overnight in the U.S. and the data release showing that China's exports and imports posted steeper than expected declines in November. Coming to central banks, the Reserve Bank of India raised its policy rate by a smaller than expected 0.35% to 6.25%. And with inflation projected at 6.7% next year, the RBI kept its hawkish tone on inflation. Later today, we will also hear from the Bank of Canada and the Central Bank of Brazil. And just reported a few minutes ago, Germany industrial production for October was actually better than expected, down just slightly, and the prior months revised sharply higher. And lastly, European equities are indicated to open around the flat, as they are being balanced out by growth concerns and China's reopening plans. This is all on the market wrap. And now actually coming right back to the encouraging developments in China regarding the zero COVID policy. It sounds like good news for emerging market bonds. Uh, so we have Dario here. What's your take? Yeah, good morning. Uh, thank you, Mike. Um, yeah, indeed, uh, it's, it's definitely good news. But maybe looking back first, I mean, emerging market bonds had a particularly difficult year. There was just no interest from investors. So we had the China growth worries, the strong US dollar, uh, the surge in yields in developed markets, so all of a sudden there was an alternative to riskier segments. So a lot of headwinds for emerging market debt. 
And what we experience now is basically a reversal of these developments or, or at least an improvement to some degree. So the US dollar strength seems to reach a peak with the Federal Reserve approaching the end of the hiking cycle. Um, and improving investor risk sentiment is also supporting the idea that there might be a break in the dollar, which is a typical safe haven asset. Um, and obviously a weaker dollar is good for emerging markets, which uh, still has a substantial part of their liability side in US dollars. And then you mentioned it, recent news on the China COVID policy front, certainly a positive driver for EM bonds. And not just because China credit is taking a more prominent role in emerging market debt indices, but also the indirect effect is supportive. So many emerging economies benefit if China's economy is doing better. And another element is also food inflation. So food inflation has been a major concern as it has the potential for social unrest and also political consequences. And as of now, at least, this issue seems to be less acute. So combining all of this, we think first steps back into the emerging market bond segment is warranted. And we therefore also upgraded emerging markets hard currency bonds to overweight earlier this week. Interesting comments, Dario. But do you favor any specific uh, segments? within the emerging market complex? Yeah, look, overall, we stick to the strategy of a more quality tilt in debt portfolios and would not substantially extend credit risk exposure. This holds even more true within the emerging markets, so which means we prefer the better rated part of the segment as a first step, at least. And this is very important. It is not a call meant to decisively add credit risk. We just try to acknowledge the EM-specific positive drivers that we observe at this point. What we also think is that corporates are better positioned to benefit from the current developments. So sovereign indices are just still dominated by country-specific issues and, and, and restructuring stories. And then maybe as a one last word on the implementation strategy. So markets move fast, and this typically opens the door for radical counter moves, especially when liquidity gets in by the end of the year. And it is therefore important to note that we would implement any changes to the fixed income strategy carefully and on a step-by-step -step basis. So no need to change the exposure overnight. And this holds true for this emerging market bonds call that we have, but in general also for our idea of locking in quality yields in developed markets and increasing duration exposure there. Thanks a lot, uh, Dario, for these comments and overall view on how to position in fixed income going forward. So this also concludes this show today. Please tune in tomorrow with the latest from our CIO office and on commodities. Goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. True Connections is a monthly podcast where we talk to entrepreneurs across the globe. We delve into the details of how they started their careers, their journeys in building businesses, and hear about some of the challenges that they faced along the way. Search for True Connections on your favourite podcast player.